This is Stephen Slack, and this is the Soul Center Fitness Podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about dynamic stability. We're talking about dance. We're talking about fitness, shoulder activations, lower trap activation, and movement within it, postural control, and we're going to do all of this with a very special guest, Dr. Holly Burns, physical therapist, and she's also a dance physical therapist. So um, get grab your popcorn, get ready. It's game time. First, what's your name and what do you do? <laughs> I am Holly Burns. I'm a physical therapist. I specialize in treating dancers. Okay, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and now what is your, your you obviously you treat dancers, but background as in like education, okay. how you got to this point yeah. in treating dancers. So I um, I was a dancer for 16 years actually, so I, uh, I trained and danced pre-professionally and uh, ended up with um, a career at Bally Austin in Austin, Texas, but because of injuries I ended up in physical therapy myself, and um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do after I stopped dancing, but I did stop dancing because of injuries. Um, so my a little bit of background, how I ended up actually in the physical therapy field, my sister had injuries as well as a dancer was going to physical therapy and the physical therapy that was therapist that was treating her, um, ended up injuring her because she thought she knew dancers and didn't mm-hmm. had her doing things that were very inappropriate. And, uh, you know, I, I just saw that as an opportunity for me to bring my experience as a well-trained dancer to the physical therapy field and still wanted to be a part of that dance yeah. field. And yeah, so that's where I, that's how really I landed cool. where I am. So then, like you mentioned how dancers, like she obviously injured her because she didn't know how to deal with dancers. Yes. Can you give specifics in yeah. like what's different about dance she has to recognize? So dancers, if you've ever seen one, they hold their bodies completely differently than a normal human being. <laughs> you know, we have like the butts are tucked under, the the hips are completely rotated out. They're supposed to have, mm-hmm. you know, um, to, to be aesthetically pleasing, 180 degrees of turnout, meaning that the toes face completely out to the wow. side. Um, and you can imagine that not all... Um, people, general public, have that amount of turnout. Um, so they hold their leg. They have to point their feet. Most people never have to point their feet. They have to hold their arms out for extended periods yeah. of time. Um, they have to have that graceful, uh, upright posture that most people don't have. So, um, And then just the way, the different moves that they have to do, even in a class, in a performance, it's outside the you know, the normal human beings <laughs> realm of like, you know, movements and, yeah. and activity. It's, it's jumping, it's leaping. It's, um, like I said, all that with a turned out position, it's a lot so of then, body. Like, um, is one of the things that a therapist could potentially hurt a dancer is by maybe, is it like stabilizing them too much out of that external rotation? Could or? Be, yeah. I mean, stabilizing them outside or, or maybe forcing the turnout because they, in their mind, they oh, know okay. that, okay, you're supposed to be turned out, but if they don't know how to properly tell that person how to turn out um kind of have them own that movement rather than just being like all right let's just jam in here and hope that you get some more exactly okay and because it's in a different position if they have them jumping but they don't know how to what to look for when they're jumping and what the alignment looks like you know they can have them jumping when it's not appropriate for them to and um like i said there's just so many other things you have to look at at proper form as far as proper form to know that they're doing it correctly and so if 
Yeah. If they think, oh, well, I know this move. I'm just going to have you do it. Yeah. But it's not appropriate for that dancer to do it yet, and they don't know what they're looking for. So I, that ties in, like, really well with, like, I guess, like skill acquisition and how mm-hmm. if you're, like, training certain athletes, it's, it's kind of yes. important to know what gets them to that certain move or Absolutely. That skill. So, I mean, and that's, that's exactly the same for me. I mean, I never played football, so... Yeah. Or basketball. I don't know what the the cutting and the the driving yeah. looks like. Um, so I might send the, send that person over to someone that's going to know yeah. more about that. So yeah, absolutely. And then like like colla- how co- important collaboration is, mm-hmm. where like you might be able to still have therapy with that person, right. but like or like for me, like I might still be able to train a dancer, yeah. but I better start talking to somebody who knows about yes, dancing exactly before right. I start to like assume certain things. Yes. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. That's very interesting. And then for like the hips, you were, that is a kind of like a side note mm-hmm. you were talking about the external rotation yes. of the hips. I know like in weightlifting, heavy weightlifting, mm-hmm. a lot of times we'll increase external rotation of the hips for extra stability. Okay. Yeah. Is that why they're doing it? Or you mentioned aesthetics. It's aesthetics. Okay. Yes. So it has nothing so, really to do with stability. Right. So, and, and you know, the, the way that ballet was um, developed, it was what's more aesthetically pleasing to the eye to see the front of the foot or to see the side of the heel. So, okay. you know, it's, it, it was just the way it was okay. developed. That's in really history, interesting. You know, yeah. so, um, huh. and of course with the way competitive, the competitive world goes, everybody thinks the more turn out the better now. And so, yeah. You know, so it just kind of evolved yes. into that. So that's what dancers are trying to achieve, whether they have that mobility or not. Yeah. That's very mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah. Now, I wanted to also talk how dance for non-dancers has helped you in physical therapy. Yeah. So that's actually, um, I love that I have the history of dance because I'm very aware of my body and I'm aware of what, like kind of what muscles need to move in order to get, achieve, yeah. even even <laughs> for non-dancers, um, some of the exercises that they have to do. Yeah. Um, so just... Just being aware of what moves what or, I don't know, how, how you can get your body to move in positions that you wouldn't necessarily think is natural. Yeah. Um, like dancers have a lot more body awareness. Yes. And if you don't, you're not going to be a dancer exactly. for that long. You know where you are. In, <laughs> exactly. You know where you are in space. And um, so I think being able to feel um, those I don't know that the differences in in those movements. I'm able to better explain to my even non yeah. non dancer patients. You know, well, you know, this is how you can make this movement. Yeah, and so. I know like um, like a couple of like in a, it's big in the training world to talk about like the intrinsic cues or the extrinsic or the cues of the outside of the body right. as opposed to the inside. Yes. Yeah. Um, I know with physical therapy, you're dealing with a lot of injuries. So it almost seems like the nature of physical therapy is going to be more intrinsic cues. Or do you feel like you use also some of those? I do use extra, like, yeah. like touching and, and even speaking. Is that what you mean? Yeah. So I, I, I guess to be more detailed on what I'm saying, like some of the thing, like a cue, uh, would be like, hey, act like a string is pulling your hip yes. down rather than make sure you internally rotate your hip. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, that obviously, doesn't that doesn't yes. work. But uh, that's, that's, <laughs> that's true, yes. It's it's a lot of um, visualization of yeah. what needs to happen. and um, Yeah, and I, I think also from being a dancer, we I, all my teachers were touching my back, touching my legs. Yeah, you know, so a lot of tactile me, cues. Yes, tactile cues to make me do certain things that maybe my body wouldn't do without being able to feel it yep. externally. So I think that too, just being comfortable with 
putting my hands on someone and yeah. and making them feel what I want them to yep, feel. Yeah, exactly. That's so. that's yeah, that's really crucial. And yeah. I I know with myself I struggle with finding quickly what a client needs cue wise, whether it's that visual usually it's gonna be the visual or the tactile. Right. Um and then sometimes it's the audio. But, right. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but like it's like hard it's that's like an art form in and of itself being yeah. like, oh okay, you know, this person needs more of that visual or this person's gonna need that tactile. Right. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And since I'm a tactile learner, mm-hmm. I usually end up just being like, exactly. okay, let's go here and right. <laughs> I start touching them and yeah. moving them. And, and they're like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> And they're like, oh, okay, it's just this this is just what he does. <laughs> Uh, so that's interesting how that that's how it affects your physical therapy. Now, mm-hmm. um, I know in in fitness specifically, we got kind of get caught up into that mentality of like let's just get it done, let's do our lunges, let's do our squats, mm-hmm. uh, and it doesn't matter kind of how you do them. It's just as long as you get them. But obviously, people are thinking of form. They know if you have bad form, you injure yourself. Right. But they, I don't think they understand the extent how important stability of your joints mm-hmm. is while doing some of these right. things. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, just you mentioned some thoughts. I kind of wanted to make this like a back and forth where mm-hmm. we kind of talk about different maybe instances where uh, we can kind of apply or, or, or to educate people to understand how to dynamically stabilize their joint. Mm. While, so, yeah. Very Ooh. open-ended question, I know. <laughs> okay. Um, hmm. I know, like, like... Do you want to talk about, like, the shoulder? Well, let's not talk about the shoulder yet. Okay. Let's let's talk about, like, for instance, um, I was... I, I see trainers, uh, and they'll be like, okay, I need, you know, 10 lunges here. And they get caught up in numbers. Yeah, right. Um, and, and I find myself getting less caught up in the numbers and more like, okay, let's do lunges. Let's mm-hmm. start them out. And I'll be like, as soon as I see them not able to control yeah. their joint anymore, I'm like, right. okay, let's stop. Exactly. Instead of let's get 10 reps here. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, I mean, that's one of the first things I look at is the form and, you know, how someone is doing the exercise. Yeah. I mean, and that ties perfectly into dance as well. But, I mean, a lunge involves a lot of bigger external muscles. Mm-hmm. But if we, you know, like you're saying, if you go back to the joint and those smaller stability muscles are not doing their job, yeah. it's not going to be able to hold the lunge or the squat or anything for, you know, at all. So, um, I, I find that a lot that people are like, well, I, I do my lunges and my squats every day, but I, yeah. I, I try to make them do it with, you know, proper glute activation or yeah. proper hip activation and they can't do it. Yeah. Um, so yes. And those muscles are going to fatigue a lot quicker. So yeah. I mean, it's, it's all about form and fatiguing the proper muscles and stopping when, when, yeah, yeah. when things control. go yeah. awry. <laughs> um, it's, it's interesting. I know, um, I, I've kind of make a, I've made a, a separation of, uh, train strength training mm-hmm. and resiliency training. Right. And I kind of see as, as, we we assume that functional exercises like lunges will make us stronger and better. Right. But uh, we, the assumption in that is that you're having perfect form and that you're feeling all the correct muscles working. Yes. Um, so I kind of build in these resiliency type things and and making people more mindful. Like, hey, let's let's hold a lunge position and mm-hmm. let's see if you could hold your joints in the proper alignment. Yeah. Is there any like strategies that. that you end up using? Um, I do really like the endurance type 
training. Yeah. So a lot, a lot of the exercises that we do, um, we use a standard like 10 seconds, 10 times. So I'm not just having you go up and down with that leg, you know, with, with the clamshell or whatnot. You know, it's, it's a hold. I want you to hold that position because a lot of the muscles we're working are endurance type muscles. Yeah. Those are endurance huh. stability muscles for the body. So um, if we're just doing rep after rep, that's not how the body works. The body yeah. needs to stand for an hour. It needs to sit for an hour. You know, it's, it's very interesting. I never even thought of that. Right. That way. So yeah. we do a lot of endurance type training with those smaller muscles. Huh. Yeah, that, that's real. I guess basically what I'm saying with the resiliency training is is yes. endurance training right. those endurance exactly. muscles mm-hmm. as a priority before strength training. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So that's why when someone comes in, we're we're actually working on the table quite a bit yeah. first, getting those muscles turned on before we can step onto the floor and you know do some of those squats, lunges, some of those bigger muscle exercises yeah. because if those smaller muscles aren't turned on and ready to be you know ready to have endurance for the exercises, it's not going to work properly. Yeah. It, so. Now, as another topic into dance, um, just some people like I, we mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. you have they have better body awareness. Yes. Um, I feel like um, one of the guys, Franz Bosch, he's like a strength training coach uh, in Europe, and he does some stuff here as well. Mm-hmm. But he's big on um, thinking of when you think of resistance training, you're thinking of getting stronger. You're thinking mm-hmm. of overloading the muscle. Right. And he's thinking about overloading your coordination. Yes. And, and, and so he has that as a huge, just as important as overloading mm-hmm. the muscle. Right. Um, and I feel like dance is a huge overload on coordination yes Uh, do you find yourself applying certain exercises in therapy uh that are like dance like yes or okay yeah can you give some examples um so an example which um i love the stability ball yeah and putting um putting someone with their feet on the ball and maybe even one foot on top of the other and then having them bridge up and then kick their leg up. So I use that oh, as wow. with my dancers yeah. a lot, except, of course, with dancers, I have them turned out. Okay. But, you know, Make bridging up on the ball, yeah. lifting that leg up. I mean, you're using your core, your glutes, your hamstrings. You're, yeah. You're working on your flexibility while strength training. So yep. That's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. And, and he also talks about how, like, you're learning. You're only learning when you're not struggling, in a sense, Absolutely. with the coordination. Yeah, reteaching those muscles, re-educating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that that term re-educate, muscle re-educate, it seems yeah. like it covers a broad base. It does. Because um, we can be talking, like we just said, about these kind of crazy stability, balance, coordination yeah. things. But you can also just be talking about doing like a clamshell. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and making sure it's pretty interesting that term. Yeah. Um, and then is there any other things that you that pop in your head about how dance has kind of uh, changed the way you think or approach it differently than other therapists you know? Um, I think just knowing what the body is capable of doing. Okay. Um, oh. If you train it properly and if you do the, you know, people will see like say how flexible I am or, you know, that I can still almost do a split. But, you know, just showing people that, well, if you did your stretching every day, you could actually achieve this much flexibility or at least close. Um, and just knowing how hard I had to work at some things and, you know, at strength training or, you know, going through physical therapy myself, knowing that the, the harder you push yourself, the more you can attain really what, what your goals are. Yeah. And not just looking at someone saying, I wish I could do that. It's like, well, you could. Let's, yeah. Let's see what we can do to get you there. You feel like you can better empower people because right. you know their capabilities yeah. as a human Absolutely. being. Absolutely. And then yeah. even the opposite of being out of dance now and yeah. 
and looking at the dancers that I'm treating and realizing, oh, wow, I used to be able to do that. And just how, you know, how that intense training really brings your level of, you know, just activity up yeah. like, tremendously. Huh. So. Yeah, it's interesting when you're in stuff like that. Like I feel like dance gymnastics, mm-hmm. like you're you're pressing the limit of what the you human body are. can do. Yeah, um, and it, it's really interesting because I find like a lot of uh, not a lot of therapists, but uh, the normal average approach is going to be, uh, well, let's just get you to status quo here. Mm-hmm. But you might have the mentality of, oh wait, you can you can yeah. not only go to status quo, but let's go and Absolutely. see what your potential is. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So we are big. That's it's on our walls. So we're big into empowering people i mean what's your goal let's get you there you know even if it's outlandish let's see what we can do that's really cool yeah yeah. that's because that changes the whole i mean when you can change the mindset like that absolutely now the people are excited to come in and and go and do something new yeah challenging that's really cool so this is around the time when i start getting a little geeky (laughs) and i like talking in like terms and stuff like that but i want to talk dynamic stability of the shoulder okay basically all we were talking about is how well dancers can dynamically stabilize their joints or when they're performing well and right um let's talk about the shoulder a little bit and i know the shoulder is a very unstable joint in and of itself yes what are let's start simple it's like what are some dynamic stability uh exercises like for me i I use a a kettlebell arm bar as one of my favorite exercises for dynamic stability Mm -hmm. what's one that you use i love the body blade Um, So that is, um, for those who don't know, it's just this big stick and it has a weight on either side. It's kind of flexible and you can, you know, hold it out away from you, shake it back and forth. And it just creates, you know, all those stability muscles have to work in order to To be able to move it and endurance. I mean, that's another one because I make them do it for about 30 seconds and repeat it a couple times. It makes the rotator cuff just fire up. up. Yes. Oh, see, something like that would be awesome for before. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, I've, I've never actually seen one, um, but I've I've heard. I, I remember yeah. some people using it. Well, we and, have them in our clinic. So oh I'll man, show it I'll to have you. to try it before I leave. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then, so with dynamic stability like that, I, I find like there is. I like how you add in that endurance mm-hmm. factor to it. Do you find with the ab because you had your hand kind of lifted in a front raise right. almost? Yes. Um, you find some people who are maybe like already a little bit in impingement, like you might have to do like a mobilization beforehand. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, we do a lot of our, you know, 90% of our manual work is done before the patient even okay. does any of the exercises awesome. yeah. because we are, so I do want to make sure that the joint is moving properly yeah. and doing the muscular re-education. It's like a tire rotation. You exactly. Gotta, you don't want to wear yes. the tread on the tires right. so you right. get it all. Okay, right. awesome. So, yeah, the capsule of the shoulder needs to be moving properly in order for you to really get any of those exercises to work properly. Um, but, you know, that being said, there's there's different scales of it. I can have the elbow in at the side so that it's not in, you know, an irritating position. Yeah, so you can get different variations. Yeah, and then you can even be as advanced as doing like a PNF pattern where you're going, you know, from your hip to the shoulder okay, yeah. um, and doing it the whole way up. Yeah. So that's, those are some cool, fun exercises. That's really cool. Watching people try to coordinate that motion is kind of cool. Yeah. And getting better at it. It's, it's that kind of goes along with the Franz Bosch, the overloading mm-hmm. coordination right. type thing. Yeah. Yeah. I used to be scared as a trainer to see people uncoordinated 
obviously you have to set it up safely and right. you have to know what their what their limits are mm-hmm. but i used to be like oh no that's not absolutely perfect i need to stop this right yeah. away right. and now i'm like oh wait their their body's just learning yeah let yeah. them let them just don't don't be like micromanaging yeah. every single thing absolutely and that was a, a big lesson for me. Yeah, which is it's uh, easy to do in our profession. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to I, I'd be over the top with it. So now it's it's kind of freeing to be like, no, actually, I'm I'm, I'm again empowering yes. the word you use, which right. is awesome. Exactly. Um, is there any other dynamic stability, like one more that you could think of that you'll sometimes um, use? I really so the most common uh, weak muscle besides the rotator cuff, um, but everybody knows a lot about the yeah. rotator cuff. Um, the lower trap muscles actually are one of the weakest muscles that I see, huh. and they're really, really hard to activate because patients are well, people so in their upper trap. So yes, yeah. their upper traps are so dominant. So I love doing um, like a, a Y exercise with resistance bands. So you're pulling from below up into a Y position. Okay. Pulling the shoulder blades kind of back and down. Having the them cueing them to. Yes. Okay. Yes, and um, you know, making sure that they're not going into the lower back at all because yeah, that's another that's com- really common tough. compensation. Yeah. But if people can get their lower traps turned on and strong, yeah, that's. I mean, you are like bounds ahead of yeah. many other individuals because that's and awesome. that's and that's so so important for dancers too because we are you know in when our arms are up what we call fifth position that shoulder has to be down this is not pretty yeah and the guy you know uh, we're not just talking about girl dancers guy dancers they have to be holding girls up above their heads or guys and they can't be shrugging yeah, they can't, can't and be using that upper here. they have to have proper um arm stability so That's, those lower traps if, if you can get those going you're you're really golden for a lot of other things that you're going to do with the shoulder hmm. stability so. yeah i was i think it was like an article recently how like the lower trap is one of the most it's not i guess it's not a uh, rotator cuff obviously no, but it right. but is one of the most important, most important rotator yes. cuff like exactly muscle it, <laughs> yeah, it pulls that scapula down. Yeah. It, it kind of sets everything so that you have that strong core against yeah. things that you're going to lift away from your body. So that uh, with that, I know in the beginning of my career, I used to cue people down aggressively. Mm. And I don't. That's not correct, right? Because I feel like you can impinge. Yeah. If oh, you, right. If you, you can compress down too yes. much, right. and I would get. Of course, I take everything as far as it can go. Yeah. And I'm like, no, just jam it down there. <laughs> like, doesn't feel good though. Yeah, right. So I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is the right way. I think. Uh, so is that? Uh, how do you cue that kind of compression down, but not? So I think that that <laughs> also comes into you know, are they using their low back? Ah, okay. That's or interesting. Are they yeah. o- are they only using the lower trap? So uh, un- one other thing that a lot of people, again, not being aware of their bodies, they'll tend to flare their ribs open. Yeah. So that's one of the cues I use is just kind of pulling that rib cage together in the front, so yep. that they're not splaying open and really compressing down their back, arching it's their just, back. And, it's yeah. just the lower traps. So then, what, that, the the biggest cue is then getting that that spinal, that thoracic and lumbar spine in a good neutral, neutral yep. and that in and of itself stops the over compression. Yes of the downward yeah, okay exactly that's very interesting and now i i use the roman i don't know the roman chair so that's the where your elbows are on okay yeah. yeah so but again that's really static it's not necessarily functional it doesn't right. apply i feel like that's maybe do you feel like that would be a good activator for the lower Could be a good activator yeah. Yeah. yeah but then again you have to translate yeah. it into movement. functional movement yeah yeah so and uh, how do you have a specific ratio you work with, like where your activation versus 
moving them mm. with proper movement with that lower child? Um, no, I wouldn't say I do. I, maybe it's like an innate thing. I'm, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm just looking and seeing, you know, even as I progress, like, do I think that they have good enough control to move on to from the eyes, like arms down by the sides, even just to the T's where the yeah. arms are out to, to like... Literally in a Because now position. there's more gravitational or exactly. whatever position they're in. There's exactly. more stability required. Right, right. So I'm, I guess I just, you know, gradually just increase it as I see fit and as I see that they're, they have yeah. better control. That's the, so. the, I had a couple of talks with other trainers and other therapists where the, the scientific art of training, I call it, yeah. where there's not specific rate. Sometimes you just it's read the person yeah. it, and you I think, go and you. Yeah, I think experience plays a lot into that. And yeah. Just, yeah, being able to read the person, being able to see if they're doing it properly, yep. and it takes a trained eye, but that just is experience. Yeah. So, um, do do you feel like um, how long have you been a physical therapist? Six now? years. Six L- years. A little over six years. Yeah. Do you feel so? Yeah. So I I've been training well. Mm-hmm. I was saying <laughs> probably for seven years. Yeah. Uh, and then the first three years, I just kind of like that wasn't <laughs> training well. It was just kind of giving people sets and reps. Yeah. Uh, but do you feel like uh, I felt like experience was way more important than the knowledge? I mean, the knowledge gave me a great foundation and all, but yeah. it, it did not really prepare me well for what I was about to absolutely. get into. Absolutely. No, I mean, <laughs> experience is absolutely huge. And, yeah. and, you know, it's one of those things like you can't speed that up. Like, no, it yeah. just takes time. It's frustrating because it I remember is. being two or three years into it and being like looking at another trainer who was just crushing it and being like, no, I want to be that. <laughs> and right. I was like, I just can't get that much right. information you in my head. Because it's visual. <laughs> it's, you know, learning from your mistakes yeah. and learning from people who didn't get better, yeah. going to courses and say, having like that aha moment, like, oh man, I could have fixed that person yeah. if I had known this, you know, so it just, yeah. it's time. But. And it, it's, it's patience and time mm-hmm. and yeah, and, and it's kind of frustrating um, I, when you're in the middle of that. And I'm still, I mean, I'm still in the middle of it but now I've learned to be patient like oh I don't understand that now that's right. fine yeah. Like, <laughs> I got like, that. yeah, yeah. alright cool I, I, so, so now it's just knowing how to use your tools knowing right. how to be like okay I don't understand that now let me refer yes and not being like I act like I know everything right and, and, exactly and that's an important kind yeah. of piece of the puzzle right yeah. right so um, I guess one last thing that I'll, I'll talk about is um, with dance um I, I, I kind of had this overpower. The, the FMS has this thing where they have, you know, your your uh, stability and stuff as the pyramid bottom, so the mm-hmm. foundation of the pyramid. Right. And then you go to the next level, which is kind of like your strength and conditioning. And then the last pyramid is now your skill. Mm-hmm. So for dance, um, what are some things that they would need for the, the base that um, like that say mobility, um, right. stability. Yeah. Uh, you talked about the turn out of the toes. So they need mobility and external rotation of the hips. Right. Yeah. Um, what else? Um, yeah. So that's that's a big one is being able to turn out and move the hips. But um, I th- I think just educationally for a dancer, I think the most important thing for them to learn is is strength. Because oh, okay. and and that gets so see, yeah. far, uh, it it's, it just doesn't get stressed enough. So that's why I do my dance coaching, and I'm cross training my dancers yeah. with ballet in mind and with ballet specific exercises. But if you do not have the strength, you're not going to be. You can whack your leg up to the side. You can have as much flexibility as you want. Yep. But if you can't hold it there, no one's going to look twice at you. That's so, interesting. So yeah. it, it almost goes to the, um, I guess, stability, uh, stability would, would be the most, yeah. on the foundational level, stability is going to be crucial. Yes, and that gets so far overlooked. 
mobility and and flexibility absolutely yeah. you need it but um again if you don't have the strength like you you are not going to be able to do the moves that you need to do to yeah. become that next level dancer yeah so then when you're moving to the stability then you're going to the second tier right away with strength yeah um, what about endurance, uh, explosive power? Are they just yeah. as important as the strength, or is the strength going to be a little bit more of a focus for you? Um, that's. Uh, I, I would say that my my strength is probably my first and foremost, and I do end up moving to those more explosive yeah, yeah. Um, things. But if you don't have that, literally the core foundation of the core strength yeah and you try to do those explosive moves again yeah all that explosion that goes from your legs is going to get lost as soon as it hits your core yeah and you're not going to get the height you're not going to get you know the you're not gonna be able to land properly yeah. so i work on the strength and stability first so yep. that when they do those explosive moves they can get as high as you know perfect and then, and then what about for endurance and the conditioning yeah. side of it though that's a little bit harder because that's it's a hard thing to try Rain in, in what I do. Yeah, yeah. So You're not dealing with right. You don't so, have a lot of time to deal with that. Exactly. Stuff. So what I usually tell my my dancers if they are coming, let's say coming back from an injury, yeah. I say start slow. You start at the first part of the the class. Yeah. And you slowly start adding in sections of the class because you are going to have to build up that endurance. Okay. Because it takes a lot of energy and a lot of cardio to get through an entire class. Yeah. It's exhausting. Yeah. So. So they almost. Do you feel like uh, most of the conditioning is, is specific? training rather than yeah. like hey let's go run there's or... there's some there's some that you can do you yeah. know like running elliptical like you know there's something you can do cardio wise but that's still not um again that comes back to that endurance piece you're not getting the endurance in the muscles which is really oh, where yeah yeah it's whole, a combination yes. of that yeah it's a whole body endurance and there's thing. so much skill acquisition that needs to be had yes. that you can you almost are wasting time going out and running or yeah i mean again <laughs> i'm i'm full, all for yeah. cross training but yes i mean as it it doesn't really translate completely into yeah. the classroom what's one so. of your favorite cross training things for a dancer strength training just, okay, so just just straight, just straight up, yeah, straight up strength well, let's training. Let's get some squats. Let's get yes. some yeah, like yes. push yeah. ups and yeah. right. So again, I have my specific ways of making that dance specific. Yeah, um, you know, and, and just training certain whether it's a part of the foot or a part of the hip in that movement, even like a single leg deadlift. I have it very specific for a dancer, yeah. but um, but again, I mean, they need to be cross training and strength training yep. as far as that's concerned. And then the last final question, oh, we're doing well. The last <laughs> final question would be, how can you tie, what's one of the examples of that skill, that top of the pyramid, where yeah, you've tied in a very functional, specific exercise to a skill or, uh, like you said, you, you did a single leg RDL, but you yeah. put a placement of the foot different. Right. Um, like, t um, let's say, so, I have um, all right. So this is specific to turnout. So yeah. I have I have these um, discs that are frictionless discs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of dancers like a valve slide type thing. Yeah. 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 Um, so a lot of dancers will use the friction of the floor to get that turnout. Yeah. I put them on these discs and I make them actually turn out from their hips. Use the proper muscles. Uh, so we have different exercises we do on the discs that it's like an isolation. Isolation. Oh, yeah. You don't have friction of the floor anymore. You can't twist from your knee or your ankle. Yeah. Get it all from your hip. And That's so that they're actually strength training and not just forcing yeah. that mobility and you're, of the you're, hip. And you're building a foundational piece of that yes. skill as well. Right. Exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, that is all the questions I have. That, awesome. was, that was pretty cool. <laughs> so... <laughs>
<laughs> Thanks for I, having me. Yeah, I learned a lot, and thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. And thank uh, you. I, as I say to most people, but uh, this was really cool. I'm, I'm like already thinking of like five different <laughs> other questions I want to ask, but I don't want to waste your time. So I will uh, set up another time with cool. you, and we'll go from there. Sounds good. Thank you so Thanks. much. Thank you so much for listening. Um, my favorite part of this talk was talking about how you have to have a really specific knowledge of a sport for whichever athlete you're training. And if you don't know the ins and outs of the skills that is required, I think it's really crucial that you get together with somebody who does or uh, refer out. And obviously you can teach, you can strength train a, a, a client or a patient uh, or rehab a client or a patient uh, properly with just kind of going in and knowing the basics, knowing what how the human body moves. But I think, um, you know, we should always be striving for more and striving for uh, getting them some performance as well and having our our attack, our game play in well with the, squ- the skills that's required in the sport. Uh, like dance or gymnastics or basketball, baseball, whatever. Uh, so that was just a takeaway I had for today. Again, like I said, thank you so much for listening. And I uh, next time we will have hopefully another two weeks, another very uh, special guest coming on. So be keeping your ears open for that next episode coming out. Thank you and have a great day.